Hey, lovely day! Welcome to the show. We're going to talk about Release the Memo. We have a great, lovely interview about e-health and healthcare innovation where you can make your profits. And we're going to talk about the government privatizations and the way the, go the, uh, the safety on the road is slowly being reduced by those who are riding on a bike. So I would say let's get it out and don't forget to share, like and subscribe. Well, with that I would say welcome uh, to the show of Profit. I must admit I feel physically exhausted. The reason is easy. Uh, yesterday there was the idea that some people of campus came to install and do quite some home improvement things. This appointment on the things was set one month in advance. So they said, well, we come, we drop by at 7.30. I was thinking, oh dear, that's early. But okay, fine, let's get it done. I mean, of the bucket list of things to do, I could uh, write seven to ten things off so let's get it out they drop in and they don't like it and they go and the sad thing is they drop by for over 40 minutes late that I was thinking could they not simply say eight o'clock so that's a, that's one thing simply say eight o'clock then they say yeah well we had an accident okay I don't know I was not there I was not a witness so I really don't hope so and that's basically it. So I was took uh, to uh, I was up at four o'clock, and uh, last night I was done with work at ten to two. So yeah, well, life is great. Uh, well, there's no other issues. Um, having that said, today I'm going to interview Alex. Alex is an American guy. He lives in Lugansk, Ukraine, and we're going to talk about profiting in Ukraine. Is there anything that you'd like to know? Let me know. Uh, having that said, today well. I thought it was a really good day, this moment, to have a talk about Release the Memo. And as you all know, Release the Memo was about the elections of the Donald as President of the United States. Because the memo was, the, according to the Democrats, it was it's worse than Watergate, so that's really sad. And it was about the need from Barack Hussein Obama to use the FBI and government agencies to liquidate and end up the campaign from Donald Trump as president and look Watergate was wrong and if this is true it is wrong and I will be clear there's only one thing that they should do be transparent because no matter you can agree you can disagree with Trump you can this policy is all fine by me go have let's have a lovely debate about it but what you don't need are it's a, it's a government who is really into the business of harassing, intimidating and making it tough for people to run their campaign. I mean, the worst that you can say about uh, Donald at this moment has done is that he is he, people from his campaign talked with foreign embassies, well, and ambassadors, I really think that I, I expect the Democrats to have done the same thing because every good ambassador would go and talk with them, with the parties that are basically running a country and if you are the ambassador there, you're gonna talk with them. That's your job. He, went, he did for an election, he said a lot of things that a lot of people disagree with, and he got elected. And you can say something about the election system, okay, that's fine, but that's the system. That's the system you know when you join the debate, I mean, it's all fine. But, so having that said, it's just that I'm wondering why would Obama want to derail the, the Trump campaign? What is so dangerous about what Trump is doing that he needs to get derailed? What is there happening? Or is Trump really on something and... 
I sincerely think that he is on something and I think it's good for the US that he is the president because it's time for the world to for the American government to spend less than they get in and if you look at the country it's one big mess and it's caused by both sides and it's time to fix it. Bitcoin is highly popular, it's now even more popular than gold, but is that true? And what the more interesting question is, where are the profits for you to make? How can you drive and become the next Bitcoin millionaire? Check out the Extreme Crypto Bitcoin Profit Report on HoffProfit.com HoffProfit.com slash CryptoProfit At the moment there is a quite a big uh, debate about the question has capitalism filters. It came from the global financial crisis of 2007-2008 where everyone says it was happening when Lehman Brothers went bankrupt and I think it was earlier. You got you got some earlier bubbles and pops that happened. For example, as this show has quite some listeners in the Netherlands, the Dutch merchant bank NIBC went bankrupt over its American investments, in which were uh, CBOs. And, and so they basically what they what they've done, they've bought uh, mortgages and government bonds in mortgages, and those toxic products that blow up the world. They owned it and they were bankrupt. And they were bought by Kautang in Iceland for, uh, and that deal didn't go on. So I was thinking in that moment, something is happening. Uh, but the big question is, if you think capitalism has failed, then most people will say that. Because most people will say that we are at the moment living in a capitalistic world, at least the Western world. And I highly doubt that it's the case. And there's an easy and tough reason for it. At this moment, if you are going to do something, you will get loaded with regulation, government bureaucrats and more of those things. Well, in a really capitalistic society, you can go for it. I mean, later we have an interview about e-health and healthcare. If you look at the healthcare industry, it's heavily regulated. With reason. But if you get a system which is moving towards an open and an extremely free market, like capitalistic market is, then what you're going to see is that innovation can thrive. It's very likely that the cost will go down and people have to, uh, really the choice to go for it. And you can say that this choi the choices are good or choices are bad. And that's fine. But it's just that I say you have the choice and you can do it. And having to saying those things, what you need to realize is that at this moment what is, fa is failing is a government-run system which has the best, which is trying to grab the best of both, trying to protect people who can't survive in the capitalistic world, and giving people within boundaries and within government bureaucrat regulation the opportunity to thrive a little bit. I mean, if you look in the Netherlands, then if you are doing something really and you stand outside the crowd, people are taking you down, and. This is why we need more people who speak out and more activists and more people who recognize the fact that basically at this moment our government system is failing. That I think it's a good moment to have a look and move on to the main segment of the show and that's the interview. I will uh, talking with Eric Gerrit. Eric is the is from the Dutch Ministry of Healthcare and they are at this moment organizing the eHealth Week. The he is one of the high-ranking government employees. He will describe his own position. And I've met him a few times now. And I've met him after the interview that Vincent Evers had with me about disability care in the Netherlands. As you likely know, I'm, le I'm legally blind. Uh, I can read Braille and all those things. And basically we were talking about... Uh, Vincent, I had an, we had an interview and we talked about... 
the disability care in the Netherlands. And I said that if I could uh, triple the government of over just over 80,000 bucks, the government has spent a million on me. And just naming some figures and some inefficient things that they were doing. And in allowing me the e-health week, uh, he agreed to be part of my on my show. I'm really happy with it because, literally, at this moment, government employees are liking the show. That also gets you to think about certain things. Uh, he talks about and what you need to realize in the Netherlands: every Dutch person, so from a baby that's born to a person who is dying within a few hours, on an average wage, you pay over five thousand bucks. 5,000 euros in healthcare, including taxation, subsidies, all the things together. And I'm just thinking, this is big profit, this is money opportunity. So, and if the, so, you need to think about this. I mean, there is a reason that Nokia is moving into the healthcare business. There is a reason that Philips says, well, we're only going to do healthcare, we're selling life, we're selling consumers. I mean, so on that side, there is something happening. There is money to make, and what you need to realize is that with the money that you can make, you there uh, you can make money out of it. And there are also a lot of alternatives. I mean, I'm really a big fan of alternative things and really good food. One of my favorite supermarket chain in the Netherlands. Unfortunately, they are not accepting the Mastercards. That's really sad because I got all my banking over fintech arranged outside the country. But but what you see is that at the moment supermarkets are saying, for, well, if you're eating healthy and just cut the vegetables yourself, you are on a good way for being healthy. In the new year, we're going to help you to remain and get your objectives. And I always say, for, well, I don't go. And if you look at it, I, I eat a lot of the things that we eat are just the things that you make yourself. And with that, you can go the healthy way. And I always say, for, well, I'm almost marching to the anniversary of 10 years out of government benefits. So... It's time to see, recognize the things that we can do, how we can do it, and how we can make money out of it. Because, let's face the fact, the government can't solve problems. The government is causing a lot of problems, at least in my opinion. And we are now looking at what's happening. And it's really great to have him on. So I would say, here's Eric, and let me know what you think about it. Okay. Uh, first of all, for the listeners who don't know you, and I'm pretty sure it's uh, most of them, uh, who are you and what are you exactly doing at the Ministry of Healthcare? Okay, Erik Gerritsen, and I'm the Secretary General of the Ministry. That's the, hiring, the highest ranking uh, civil servant of the Ministry. So uh, I have two ministers and a state secretary. They are my political bosses, and uh, I'm responsible for the running of the, uh, the Ministry. So basically, you are the boss of the civil servants? Yes, sir. Oh, lovely job, lovely job, I hope for you. Um, at the moment we are in the Netherlands in the e-health week. Yep. So what's, what's exactly happening on e-health? Oh, there's too much to, uh, to talk about. We have, uh, uh, I, I think, uh, about 250 events all around the country uh, with a focus on demonstrating impress uh, all the positive benefits are from digital, uh, digital health or health uh, for uh, improving the lives and the health of people but also reducing cost and make making uh, health more accessible uh, uh, and uh, we aim we do we do this because uh, there there are already a lot of positive pilot projects uh, going around uh, but a lot of people don't know yet uh, what all the advantages for of e-health are so once a year we organize uh, a, a whole week where we uh, Unleash the positive energy that is already there, 
and uh, so people can visit and uh, experience experience for themselves uh, what uh, how e-health can uh, improve their life or their health and also for professionals reduce administrative burden so they have more time for meaningful contacts with their patients and that, and the bureaucratic work is something that all the healthcare professionals are really complaining about almost daily. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, they, they uh, yeah. complain yeah. A, a lot that they uh, have to spend 20 or 30 percent of their time on administrative burdens or 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 uh, again and again uh, 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 having to put in the same information uh, uh, again and again. And uh, of course, yeah. well, e-health can help mm -hmm. uh, uh, with that. Okay, so if we get it to the e-health, what do you think that the future is uh, of e-health in the Netherlands and the Western world? Uh, I think the future is bright because um, if we uh, keep on uh, uh, doing health care uh, as we are used to, then we know uh, a few things for sure. And in 2040, we all have to pay 40% of our salary for health because we all get older and become chronically ill. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. of course because of the big success of our healthcare system, but that, uh, it comes with a big cost. Uh, uh, but even more important, if we don't do anything uh, at, at this moment in the Netherlands, one out of every seven people work in care and healthcare and cure. And if, if we keep on doing it the way we are uh, working uh, now in healthcare in 2040, again, one out of every four people uh, have to be have to work in healthcare if we want to. Uh, keep the, the quality at the level we, ha we, ha we have now and of course we don't they, 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 those people are not there in 2040 so we have to increase productivity uh, to, to prevent the whole healthcare system collapse uh, but that, that's not what I, uh, I, 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 I would normally like to uh, uh, emphasize because uh, uh, in the end we, we, it will also lead to better care especially at old age and if you have uh, more than one disease. Okay, so what would you say that the biggest threat is for the e-health? Uh, I don't know if, the, if you can, uh, I think the biggest threat are that um, it is going too slow. Uh, uh, I, I believe that every innovation that actually has uh, potent is 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 is, is um, how do you say it has how it has potency to succeed will in in the end uh, uh, enter enter the market uh, uh, but I uh, I don't think that we have the time to wait for the for natural the natural process which is relatively slow because those healthcare systems all over the world and also in the Netherlands are very conservative by nature and complex. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, so we have to speed things up, especially uh, scaling up uh, already uh, 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 available innovations that are already put into practice at some points in the country, uh, but not uh, are not being used yet on a nationwide uh, basis. So um, uh, the challenge, I don't like to uh, uh, think in terms of uh, threats, but the big challenge is to uh, scale up and speed up the scale up process. Okay, and how would you do that? If you would say it quickly and easily, how would you scale up the innovation and the e-health users in the Netherlands? Well, maybe just before that, let me just uh, briefly also, because we should have started our talk with that, why e-health? Uh, uh, and uh, uh, in the, in, 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 at, at least in massive transformative purposes terms, yeah, because we talked a little bit about mm -hmm. it. Uh, and and I, we always like to say we, we want 
to uh, uh, we want that the patient becomes the, the, the CEO of his own health, uh, the CEO mm-hmm. of his own uh, health care, uh, owner of his own health uh, uh, information, uh, bringing care from the waiting room in hospitals to the to the to the to the home, to the to the living room in in people's homes, using cold. I, called ICT f- uh, for warm care. That's that's uh, that's what we are aiming at. Uh, in the end, that's our that's the why. Eh? The why. The, the, que- the answer mm-hmm. to the question why. Uh, and um, uh, sorry, now I forgot your question. Oh, I was talking asking you from what it needs to scale it up quickly because you talk oh, about how, how scale it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, not not by yeah. traditional means of government uh, like legislation and. Uh, and financing and subsidies and tax measures and then maybe uh, public com- communication campaigns. Of course, we do mm-hmm. we, we do make use of those traditional instruments as well. But in the end, uh, this, this only brings you at 10 or 20 percent uh, uh, of what we're trying to uh, uh, aim at. So in, in essence, it's, mm-hmm. it's all about unleashing positive uh, energy, uh, trying to create a social movement. Uh, and, and we're trying to do that um, from a modest point, uh, with a modest view on, on what a central na- national government uh, can have influence, and, and about it in terms of uh, uh, making the uh, e-health ecosystem flourish, and helping the Dutch mm-hmm. ecosystem uh, on healthcare and e-health flourish, and, and, and we do that by uh, 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 we have two pillars in this policy, and the one pillar is uh, uh, about uh, uh, fertile ground taking care of the fertile ground and of course every flourishing mm-hmm. ecosystem needs fertile ground and in terms of uh, e-health we, the, then you have to think about uh, open standards so that all the different information systems can communicate with each other uh, and also about mm-hmm. uh, uh, trustworthy communication so uh, uh, so uh, that privacy is protected and uh, all, all kinds of com- digital communication can be done in a safe way trust trust that have people trust in using E-health is very important. Uh, is a very important uh, thing. Uh, that's one pillar, fertile ground. And of course, w- w- if you have only fertile ground, you still don't have a flourishing, flourishing ecosystem. So you also need all kinds of measures to influence the climate in a positive way. So we have uh, different websites, sorginnovere.nl, uh, where you can find a lot of information how to finance your ambitions. We have sorginnovatie.nl, which is a website, the community of innovators, and they can uh, uh, meet meet. We, of course, organize the e-health week every year uh, uh, yeah. of, of, of all the advantages that can be uh, achieved by, by e-health. We're trying to uh, remove uh, uh, reimbursement obstacles. If uh, people say, hey, we want it, but we don't get our costs reimbursed, then we remove the obstacles. Uh, and mm-hmm. sometimes we, uh, we uh, uh, take the role of a system therapist. That, uh, uh, that a lot of different actors are, they all want the same, but they are pointing to each other. Uh, so they don't, uh, mm-hmm. and they paralyze each other, and then we just uh, uh, act as a host, serving coffee and tea, and, and, and making a room available, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and <laughs> make them jump together. This sounds maybe weird, but I know from a low-tax uh, country that they're basically, all their economic policy is by putting people in a room and give them tea, and let them yeah. talk. Yeah, it's but that's, you know, it, 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 it sounds, I, I nothing, call it governing it really by, by, by the pink. Uh, and it's yeah. also, it's a big uh, change for people working in, a, uh, in the ministry because, you know, the traditional, mm-hmm. they, they are used to the traditional instruments that I just talked about. And they, 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 they are still, they remain very important. But in the end, if you want to, 
to uh, influence the, the the behavior of all the different uh, the, the care the, 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 the care organizations, the hospitals, the professionals, the patients, mm-hmm. uh, the insurance companies, etc., the, the municipalities. Uh, 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 if you want to change their behavior toward a common goal, then you have to make use of uh, system therape- system therapeutic um, uh, mm-hmm. principles. It's like trying to. Uh, to uh, to help a dysfunctional family that all lost each other, but uh, kicking each other's heads in to uh, <laughs> act normal again and uh, become happy again. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's so it's so it's interesting to see what you are saying. And uh, if you look at the e-health thing, what the, if you take it from a more investor perspective? Because the idea yeah. of the podcast is make money and invest the money you yeah. make. How would you make money with e-health? Because well, that's a, that's a, that's really a, a, a very interesting question because we all know, and I think, mm-hmm. uh, and when I talk to uh, venture capitalists and uh, other investors, they all know that there's a lot of money uh, that you can uh, earn uh, in healthcare, uh, and of, mm-hmm. of, and on the other hand, uh, it's not it's not politically correct to uh, make a lot of profits working in healthcare. But it, it's a it's a it's a sector that is growing and growing and growing, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of money going around. But the big challenge is that whether you have a national government-run system or a market-based system, or what we have in the Netherlands, a kind of a hybrid system, a bit bit competition, market but also mm-hmm. regulated uh, partly uh, by municipalities, partly uh, by insurance companies, uh, that, that these, 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 care, these care healthcare systems are very complicated. So it's, for example, who's the client when you want to sell your product? When you are a startup and you want to sell your product, it's, the client is not the patient or the, or the, or the, the no. citizen wants to, pre, uh, wants to prevent becoming a patient when working on his lifestyle and exercising. Uh, it's it's the the money is flow is 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 through uh, the for example the, the insurance companies or the municipalities. Um, so it's it's a it's a it's a complicated market. Um, so the big challenge for uh, uh, startup uh, startups uh, on the one hand uh, and investors in the uh, on the other hand is how to get the business case. Uh, 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 going uh, and, 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 mm-hmm. and 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 profitable enough. Uh, and, and they also they tell us uh, eventually tell us there's a lot of money uh, waiting to to, 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 to to for good good business Enter, cases. Yeah. Um, and in my experience, uh, so we came up with I don't know the English word for it, but a kind of speed up um, mediators that help uh, startups yeah. and investors when they uh, are potentially interested in each other uh, to um, uh, 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 meet the, the right players in this uh, complicated healthcare system, for example, municipalities mm-hmm. or, or insurance companies, uh, um, uh, to um, connect uh, and so uh, uh, make the, this uh, complicated market a bit more uh, transparent. So, would it not be a better move to simply make this really tough market because there are so many different players and uh, more easy market to enter and penetrate sorry can you repeat the question oh sure uh, is it is it not a smarter move to simply make the market more easy to penetrate and enter as a startup or scale up or oh you know out of the blue then you, you're entering a big uh, and, and, and complicated ideologically <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, ideological uh, political debate <laughs> uh, and yeah. uh, of course as a civil servant I, I can not possibly comment on that <laughs> 
but um, uh, we do know that trend, uh, tr uh, uh, to, that a transition from one system to another system uh, 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 it takes a lot of time, energy, uh, uh, costs a lot of money, and it will take uh, uh, 10 or 15 years again to to really um, you know uh, get used to the new uh, uh, new way of working in this other uh, system. So what we are trying to aim at, mm -hmm. and especially also this new government, is to say, okay, the, the, the system is again, we have to work in now, this, the typical Dutch hybrid healthcare system, and we're trying to improve within the system and making practice better. Uh, uh, so, for example, we are not only together with our colleagues of the Ministry of Economic Affairs come up with a seed capital um, fund that was uh, uh, announced uh, last Monday in the week that there is 12 million euros available for startups who want to become scale-up and want to, uh, and, and this seed capital fund is especially aimed at uh, uh, overcoming the valley of death uh, uh, problem um, mm -hmm. uh, but the only providing for the seed capital um, uh, uh, fund is not enough so we added uh, an, an innovation and we added people who will be, uh, will act as brokers between, well, I just said, I call them speed-up mediators or something like that, but kind of brokers between uh, mm -hmm. investors, startup, and this complicated uh, system. So not only the seed capital uh, 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 fund itself, but also uh, 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 the connection with this complicated, uh, complex uh, uh, healthcare system. Okay, and one final question. If you would have one silver bullet to solve one thing, what would you solve and why? Oh, there is not one silver bullet, of course, because we <laughs> have a weak problem on our hands. Uh, mm -hmm. Substantially ensure normatively uh, controversial and a lot of players uh, in, uh, in, the, in the game and nobody uh, has the authority to rule, so there are no silver bullets. Uh, but if you put a pistol on my head, I would say patient involvement um, and, and making the voice of the patient uh, more powerful uh, because uh, people like, well, you wouldn't, wouldn't call yourself a patient, I think, but people with a, with a, with a, a disability or with a, with a disease, um, uh, they are, uh, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of them going around, there are a lot of very strong uh, strong and um, uh, uh, people who uh, we really need as a ministry to to uh, get these improvement in practice uh, 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 running. So um, and a lot of, co of course you have all those other measures that I just briefly talked about when when when, when it's go with regard to improving positive climate. Uh, uh, but I th I really believe in the in the may maybe we can call it a patient guerrilla movement where uh, all those great and inspiring uh, patient advocates uh, um, uh, uh, with respect to their own uh, disability or illness um, uh, uh, become active activists mm -hmm. uh, and demand uh, more e-health from their um, uh, professionals or, or hospitals or general practitioners. Uh, and so we, are also aim we also work on that a lot, uh, giving them platforms, working with the chief experience officer ourselves in the ministry uh, only participating in conferences uh, if there, if it's patient included, etc., etc., etc. So, more activism—that's basically what you need. More patient activism, yeah, because this is yeah. a, 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 an untapped, very potentially very uh, influential uh, uh, force.
So, whenever you need me, drop me a message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how easy. Yeah, but you know, we all we already uh, uh, agreed upon that that we will be alert for moments, uh, yes. uh, 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 moments uh, to to ask you to do your thing because, well, uh, we we met uh, also uh, I think via Skype via a link to a Skype mm -hmm. interview uh, uh, where you uh, uh, very very much was wasted uh, on you yeah. uh, and that could be. Spend more efficiently. Almost. So, uh, also with respect to how to make, how to keep healthcare in Netherlands more affordable, yeah. uh, uh, keep it affordable. should be heard loud, very loud. Yeah. More loud. Okay. And with that, especially due to so the we'll, connection we'll of Skype, uh, not the only ones, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I see you yeah. Friday, I think. <laughs> okay. So with that, I would say uh, thanks and uh, see you on Friday. Okay, see you on Friday. Okay, see you on Friday. Bye-bye. But I have to say, I will talk tomorrow. Uh, cheers, and don't forget, thumbs up, share, like, retweet, and leave a comment.